Thank you so much for that, Lilo. That was just beautiful. And Elise, thank you for that meditation. We weren't sure if people were going to do that, and you all did. <laughs> I love it. And I was glad they were involved so they weren't watching me too much. <laughs> I've been told by people who are wiser spiritually than I that you can't be bad at yoga. Like, it's not a thing. You know, you can only be in yoga, doing yoga. But I feel like I stretch that truth a little bit. I test it, at least. So thank you so much. It is good to be with you all this morning on the first day of the new year. I don't know how all of you spent last night, some probably falling asleep by 9 (laughs) o'clock. My children, I hope, are among those. Some of you up until way past midnight, perhaps filled with excitement and hope, or perhaps with fear and trepidation, perhaps with sorrow, perhaps celebrating or quietly at home, perhaps like me out at the watch night service or watching it on TV. I... I like January. I like the reset that it offers. Even though September often feels like the real beginning of the year for those of us who still have children in school or who are in school ourselves, January offers this sort of mid-year opportunity to check in and begin again. And you know, of course, that the word January, the month, comes from the Roman god Janus, exactly. And I don't know if anyone knows what was notable about Janus, the Roman god. If, like me, you are a fan of Rick Riordan's series of um, children's books on Roman gods and goddesses, you would know. Um, But Janus is a god with two faces, one that looks forward and one that looks backward. Janus was the god of doorways and thresholds. And so he became the god of the first month of the year, the symbol for what January means for us, an opportunity to look forward, but also a time to look backward, to recount where we have been. The truth is that any, any opportunity to go forward, to move forward in our lives can only come if we have also looked backward, if we have used our backward-looking Janus face to think back about the year we have had, the years perhaps, or the month or the day, back at our own history and the history of the world around us. And so this morning, we wanted to look not only forward, but also backward. And we wanted to start by thinking about this year, 2016. Now, if you go based on my Facebook feed, 2016 doesn't have much to recommend it. But I know some good things happened in some people's lives in the year 2016. Now, don't worry. You're going to have a time to notice that some not good things happened, too. We have a plan for that. But I'm wondering if you can tell me what happened in your life or in the world around us that was good in 2016. Let's fill the room up with the good things. Abby. There are more tigers in the world in the wild than there were at the beginning of 2016. There are more tigers in the wild than there were at the beginning of 2016. Let's hear it for the tigers. 
Anything else? Shout it out, Robin. Giant panda, cutest animal ever, removed from the endangered species list. Yes! Yes! Oh, 1,500 girls! Amazing! Cubs won the World Series! Tigers, panda bears, cubs, yes! Fewer people worldwide, right? Living in poverty than there were at the beginning of the year. Yes. Awesome. Heather and I got married. Heather and George got married. That's great. We, we made more progress slowing down global warming than was anticipated. Yes. We met a measurable goal. Awesome, guys. Thumbs up. Perry. Perry's son, Lewis. Awesome. Having a great year. Was there one back there? Do you have one you want to share? No. Okay. Tell me it's later. Yeah, Shayla. Shayla helped a homeless friend get back on his feet. Amazing. Yes. Two huge places that could have had more drilling and it was closed. Yes. Awesome. Any other really good stuff in your own life? Awesome family reunion. I love it. That does not always happen. It's huge. Woohoo! Good job. Yeah. Oh, that sounds really nice. Awesome. Is there one back there? Yeah. All right. Fantastic. So, some good things, right, in 2016. We've got a few of them. There was a great, um, a great piece that included the tigers and global warming that you might have seen that scrolls through a whole number of things. One of the things I thought of was um, there's a promising new vaccine for Ebola coming out, right? Huge, a huge advance worldwide that could save so many lives. So we have had some good things happen in 2016 as we look back with that Janice backward face. Now, not everything that happened in 2016 was good, right? In our own lives, in the world around us, we may have had any number of hard things that happened. Things that made us sad or angry or disappointed, anything like that. And part of looking back at your history is not just looking back at the wonderful things, but also acknowledging the hard stuff that happens in life. So we wanted to give some space for that too, a space for us to be able to acknowledge those hard pieces and then to begin to let them go. As you walked in, you may have picked up a little piece of paper and if you didn't, can I have the ushers maybe run around little piece of blank paper? Raise your hand if you need one, and ushers are going to bring one around for you. <laughs> I bought them. <laughs> They're going to better use. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so as the paper gets around, 
Paper's getting around. Thank you to our ushers. Paper, pens. Here we go. Poor George is working hard there. Okay. Okay, so, so as someone has just correctly identified, this paper is um, rolling paper. <laughs> so here's what happened. Here's what happened, you all. Okay, so... So I ordered this super cool paper called flash paper. Actually, Robin kindly ordered it for me. And flash paper is amazing. You set it on fire, someone knows, and it just like, like dissolves into, I don't know what's, it's probably coated with, I don't know, some sort of toxic gunpowder or something. But it dissolves in this amazing, magicians use it, and we're going to have this like, just light everything in this amazing magic flash paper. Um, it did not arrive from China, which is where apparently it was, it was ordered from, it was coming from. Um, it didn't arrive on Tuesday, it didn't arrive on Friday. I don't know if you've ever, maybe even this year, had the experience of something not working out the way you thought it was going to work out, the way you had hoped it was going to work out. I don't know. So you know what you do when things don't work out the right way, when the flash paper doesn't arrive in time from China? You buy cigarette rolling papers, you get a big metal trash can, and you go with plan B. You MacGyver the heck out of the situation, right? So we are going to MacGyver the heck, first of all, we're going to MacGyver the heck out of 2017, right? Is everybody with me? <laughs> but we're also going to MacGyver the... the, um, the letting go of things from 2016. So what I want to invite you to do, you've got that paper with you. Write down on there whatever it is from 2016 that you are ready to let go of or that you need to let go of whether you are ready or not or that you want to let go of whether you or it is ready or not. So take just a moment you're continuing to think about what you're letting go of, I want to just, apropos of nothing, mention our fire evacuation <laughs> procedures. We actually seriously have been talking about this on staff and want to make sure people do know our procedures. And some point in this coming year, we'll probably have a, an actual fire drill in platform. Wouldn't that be exciting and fun? If you were to hear alarms go off here, you would want to... Leave the building, correct. Once, once, a number of years ago, alar I don't know if anyone remembers, alarms went off here during platform and nobody left the building. We all stayed here. 
and said, I wonder will someone shut that off? So no, when alarms go off, you leave the building, you go out your nearest exit. Your exits are in the main hall, the big four flanked doors. And then there's also a door here right down the stairs. If you are a parent up here and you have a child downstairs in nursery or Sunday school, do you think you should go down and try to find that child? No, you should not, because your child's teachers can get them out much more quickly. Every single one of our downstairs classrooms has an exit to the outdoors. So they are able to immediately exit the classroom right from the room, and then everybody leaves the building, and then we all go down Calmia to Lowell School Field, and we meet there. So when the alarm goes off, which it's not going to, don't worry, probably, Probably. We exit the building, right? And we meet where? Lowell School Field. Exactly. Okay, great. So just, that was just randomly I wanted to mention that. Apropos of nothing. Does everybody have written down what you're ready to let go of from 2016? You got it? All right. We want you to, to, to put those in, to, to pass them in. Yeah. Pass them along your row, and then we need some kids, right? Yeah. 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 And then some, yes, children. So children, come on up. If you are a child and you'd like to help out, come on up and start collecting these pieces of paper, okay? Yep, just give it to give it to Elise. She's gonna take it. Give it to here you go. Here, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it. I like that they're I see that, yeah. All right. Okay, wow, you are awesome. Great. Okay, here we go. Do we have more things? Oh, thank you. Bring it right up. Oh, what a cute little messenger. Thank you, sweetie. Oh, you can you get that one right there. James, James, do you see this one? Eleanor, right there. Okay, all right, okay, so here we go. Do we have them? Are we ready? One more. One more. Here we go. Oh, thank you, James. Okay, perfect. Okay, so here's our plan. We have a candle in here. And we're going to do it. <laughs> it's going to be great. And then when, when, when they're all sort of burning up in here, we're going to do a big... It, it, the candle went out. It's going to be Okay. <laughs> That was a lot to get rid of in 2016, but our light is not really, it's not going to go out. We've got it. There we go. There we go. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's burning. It needs air. The scientists are trying to help us from the... It's totally burning. It's totally burning. Okay, ready? Let's give a little primal scream. We ready to get ready to 2016 as it burns away? That was good. Okay, all right. It's, we're fine. It's fine. It's no problem. It's no problem. Okay. 
So I think it's fine. It's good. Should we take it outside, maybe, at this point? <laughs> okay, Peter's going to take it outside. Get rid of it. Don't go. If you see a smoke alarm, don't walk near it. Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well, that worked. Okay. All right. Oh, do you feel better? Shake it off. Ready? Just shake it off a little bit. Okay. All right. Get it out of there. All right. So, so Janice looks backward, right? That's good. Nothing, nothing. That's good. That's fine. Janice looks backward. And then Janice also looks forward. He stands there in the threshold of the door, in the threshold of the year, and looks forward. Do you want to open a window, Abby, as you pass it? Thanks. Um, And looks forward. Oh, I skipped your beautiful reading. No, no, I'm going to read it. Do it. All right. It's it's called Out of the Flames. (laughs) See, we weren't going to miss it. By Sarah Eileen Lawal. Out of the flames of fear, we rise with courage of our deepest convictions to stand for justice, inclusion, and peace. Out of the flames of scrutiny, we rise to proclaim our faith with hope to heal a fractured and hurting world. Out of the flames of doubt, we rise to embrace the mystery, wonder, and awe. Out of the flames of hate, we rise with the force of love, love that celebrates our shared humanity. Out of the flames, we rise. Can we say that all together, that last part? Out of the the flames, flames, we we rise. rise. Let's do it again. Out Out of the flames, we rise. One more time. Out of the flames, we rise. So out of the flames of what we have put away, set aside, out of the flames of whatever has happened in 2016, we are ready to rise to cross the threshold into 2017. But the question still remains, what will we rise to become? As you walked in this morning, you perhaps saw the tables with images displayed on them, and you may have chosen an image for yourself. If you did not do that, and you'd like to quietly, literally rise now and go back to the table and choose an image, you may. Or if you would like to choose an image at the end of platform to take with you, you may. I did a vision boarding exercise um, last uh, winter. You know, a vision board is where you take images and words and kind of glue them or decoupage them or collage them into um, a a big, uh, onto a poster board and, and use that to help you and inspire you as you move forward into the year. And many folks do kind of vision boarding. They choose images at the outset of the year. My colleague Meg Riley does that. She wrote recently that for the past three to four years on New Year's weekend, I've had a few friends over and we've made vision boards. How we want the coming year to be. This year, Meg said, it feels different. 
This year, I feel called to make something that reminds me who I am, that holds me steady and centered through the coming storm. I'm not sure yet what it will be, she wrote. I have already had an altar of resistance for a while. I'm thinking I need to bring in my ancestors, spiritual ancestors and genetic ancestors, for help this time to align myself with strength and resistance. As you look at that image you are holding, or as you call to your mind an image that you hold within your heart that speaks to you, I invite you to take a few moments to think about what that image means for you in the year to come. What do you see there that you feel called to be in some way? That speaks to your hopes for yourself, for how you will be in the world. And now I invite you because our intentions that we set for ourselves are only as good as we live them, right? Only as good as we know them and, and find ourselves to live into them. And that can be easier, I have noticed, if we have partners, right? If we have someone who is our friend or our partner in accountability around who we want to be. So I want to invite you to do one or two things. To jot down on the back of that image what you have thought of and what you want to remember about who you want to be. And or to turn to your neighbor and to share with them what it is that you saw in that image that speaks to who you want to be in the year ahead. I invite you to take that moment of introspection or of sharing in the moments that follow.
As you leave this morning, I encourage you to take your image with you. You can even pick up a second one if you would like. Perhaps it will be the start of a vision board for you. Maybe you'll gather more and create a whole board leading you forward into the year to come. Or maybe you'll just pin that image on your bulletin board or stick it on your refrigerator or fold it up and keep it in your purse. But I invite you to see that image as a kind of map. Reverend Dr. Barber says, you don't march without a map. You don't just go out there and start marching because you're angry and upset. You start with a map. You start with a vision of who you want to be. Reverend Dr. Howard Thurman, the great theologian of the 20th century, called these moments the growing edges. The growing edges of our time, the growing edges of our lives. All that is waiting to be birthed in us and in the world. May your images help you to do that birthing. The reason Janice got his own whole month, the reason that we celebrate New Year's, is because we feel instinctively the importance of those threshold moments, those moments of choice. I want to close with a meditation, a little story by Robert Walsh called It Matters. I knew a man who had printed on his stationery this proverb, nothing is settled, everything matters. It established a certain ambiance for reading his letters, as if to say, what you are about to read is to be taken seriously, but is not final. I remember him and his proverb sometimes, especially when it seems impossible to change the world or myself in any significant way. Times like the beginning of New Year's. Sorry, Jim, I say. It's not true that nothing is settled. In the past year, choices have been made. Losses have been suffered. There has been growth and decay. There have been commitments and betrayals. None of that can be undone. A year ago, no one knew whether during this year one person would become pregnant, another would get cancer, another would take a new job, another would have an accident, but now it is settled. One day this year, I was present just when someone needed me. Another day, I was busy doing something else when I was needed. One day, I said something to a friend that injured our relationship. Another day, I said something that enabled a person to see life in a new way. The best and the worst of those days is now written. All my tears of joy or sorrow cannot erase it. If I stay, though, with my meditation long enough, the reply comes. Robbie, says Jim, you have misunderstood the proverb. It is true that you cannot escape the consequences of your actions or the chances of the world. But what is not settled is how the story turns out. What is not settled is what the meaning of your life will be. The meaning of a life is not contained within one act or one day or even one year. 
As long as you are alive, the story of your life is still being told, and the meaning is still open. As long as there is life in the world, the story of the world is still being told. What is done is done, but nothing is settled. And if nothing is settled, then everything matters. Every choice, every act in the new year matters. Every word, every deed is making the meaning of your life and telling the story of the world. Everything matters in the year coming, and more importantly, everything matters today. Thank you for sharing this first day with us.